more correct that will be <laughs> this is how really ignorant the devil is because Jesus said not one jot or tittle of this word will pass away it, you, they've already tried this for thousands of years but he, he's they, they want to come up with a new Bible they say is more correct and that's more palatable <laughs> and I thought yeah that's the way sin is Sin don't like to be confronted, and especially when it comes to demons and the devil and all that he's trying to do. So what I want to share with you tonight, I said all that to tell you that we're living in very, very uncertain times, unlike anything we've ever seen. I, you know, I, was, I remember I was telling my grandchildren that I was in the ninth grade in the 1960s in the same high school that... One of the, our little tenants is going, Lily, she's a sweetheart. She just turned 14, 15. And she's very quiet, but I was telling them that we I went to the ninth grade in about 1969. Let's see, yeah, 1969. And she laughed because it seems like way, way, that's ancient, right? And, uh, but time has really gone by quickly. When you look at Proverbs 24, we talk Sunday about if you faint in the day of adversity or if you lose heart, your strength is small. That's in the Old Testament. That's Solomon writing uh, with the wisdom of God. But he says something here that really began, the Holy Spirit began to, un and I'm going to read this first from the Young's Literal Translation, one of the older translations where he says in verse 13, Eat, my son, honey that is good, and the honeycomb sweet to your palate. Now, there's a reason he says this, because the next verse is going to explain why. So is the knowledge of wisdom to your soul. If you found that, there's a posterity. There's an expectation. And your hope is not cut off. Come on, we're living in a time when depression is at an all-time high. People are, there's more people on antidepressants than ever in the history of man. And, and I can tell you there's a reason for that. Because Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. This world is unsettled, so a lot of people are looking for peace in the wrong direction. And it's not going to be from Washington. It's not going to be from any secular form of man-made help, self-help humanism or knowledge. But I want to really build you up and encourage you tonight because he says, your hope will not be cut off. Then he says in verse 16, I love what verse 16 says. He said, seven times does the righteous fall and rise. In the King James, it says, though a righteous person falls seven times, they shall arise. You understand that God is relentless in his own purpose. And he knows how to work it out. I, I recently, I, I shared with somebody tonight, God knows how to deal with wayward sons. So I'm praying for my son, my daughter, and all my family. God knows how to deal with all that. So he leaves us, he gets us off the hook because we can't change anybody. 
we, we can only love what God, who God loves and hate what God hates. God don't hate people. He hates the sin. There's not acceptance with all that. He says, so the knowledge of wisdom to your soul is like you found your expectation and your hope is not cut off. Now, let's read it from another translation where he says, uh, uh, maybe the, the King James, let's go there. He said, My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto your soul. When you found it, then there shall be a reward, and your expectation shall not be cut off. That word expectation means hope. So I began to do some research on honey. I love honey. There was a pastor not too long ago. I was at a Timothy's dad's memorial service. And a pastor friend of mine, pastors of that church, and I think the world of him, Tony Christensen, and we had a, a good conversation on the visitation. And, and somehow we got to talking about honey. He said, I know a guy. He said, I buy mine out past what they call the Grove now. It used to be Oak Grove Church of God. There's a the vendor out there, a person who has a... a of a stand out there I think the name is Grant but they raise their own honey so he said the next time I'm out there I'm going to pick up you a, a, it was a quart jar and he said it's $20 he said I'm going to get you one sure enough not too many days later he, he drove by and he brought me that jar of honey it's almost gone <laughs> because it, it's real honey it's that it almost reminds you of when you ate it from the honeycomb and uh, so when you think about honey, honey is really mentioned a lot in the Bible. There's actually 40 verses that contain the words milk and honey because we find in the book of Genesis, the first time God mentions to Abraham, I'm going to lead your seed. I'm going to give you a land that's flowing with milk and honey. When you work, look at that word flowing with milk, I, I, I begin to, milk means abundance. It means it, it flows like water. That, that it just, there, there, we know the source, but I'm leading you into a land that it's going to flow. It's going to be abundant. With milk, and you know that could be the flocks, the herds, whatever they have. The milk of the land, the, the prosperity, the abundance of the land. I'm taking you. Now, this is before the new covenant. And he said, I'm going to lay it. I'm going to lead you into a land that's flowing not only with milk, but honey. And when you do some research about honey, honey is one of the most natural energy giving um, sources of strength you can get. But it's mentioned in the Bible a lot. As a matter of fact, over in the book of Exodus chapter 30, the Lord spoke to Moses and he gives them a whole list. And, and one translation that says sweet cane, it gives, gives them a whole list of ingredients. It's myrrh. Myrrh really is a, an aromatic a part of the tree bark that was used in the, in the, in the burnt offerings because it smelled good. But, but it also was used in the anointing oil because it, it means to be in abundance. To have plenty. 
I want you to use that. He said, cassia, it's another tree bark, really aromatic. I want you to use cinnamon. And he said, wild honey. I want you to, and olive oil. I want you to mix all these. God said, this is going to be the holy anointing oil. You're going to consecrate for me and anoint the tent, the tabernacle. You're going to anoint all of the furniture, the utensils, the altar, the brazen laver. You're going to anoint everything. It's that, that anointing representing the consecration to God. And he said, by the way, I want you to anoint Aaron and his sons. They will be priests unto me. And from here on out, the anointing oil, you can't, you can't just make it to use for your own benefit. Don't you make it to just put it on strangers. Come on, you understand how serious God took this. That's why Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine. The Lord takes the anointing seriously. And I've often prayed, I said, Lord, I want to be child, a child of the anointing. I want to live in that place and align myself with a place where you can pour the oil of anointing on me. When you look at the wild honey, it also represents something very significant to you and I because over in the New Testament, it says in Matthew chapter 3, there's a man who's living in the wilderness with leathern a girdle, a belt, and camel's hair. And the Bible said his meat is locust and wild honey. Ooh, imagine that. He ate locust and wild honey. Now, if you wonder what locust is, it's a form of Middle Eastern grasshopper. They would roast it, sometimes use a little salt on it. I just say more power to them. I mean, I'd try it probably once. But John ate this regular, it was his, his meat. He ate locust and wild honey. Wild honey was derived also from sugar cane. The sweet cane is what it was called. But the wild honey was also found in the trees. Now hang with me, we're going somewhere. Honey is so important because when you think about the honey, and, and you think about how it's mentioned in the scripture. It's used for the holy anointing oil to anoint. And, and, and God said, I'm leading you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. In 1 Samuel, you'll find that Saul is facing the Philistines. And he issues a decree to all the people, the army. And his son is over a battalion. And he said, I don't want anybody to eat food till we have defeated the enemy till we've defeated him. Well, it, it was such a long battle because see, Saul has lost favor with God. He's living in a place of rebellion already. And so they wait for a word from the Lord and he doesn't hear anything. So he calls all the people and his son, Jonathan. He says, let's cast lots to see where the problem lies because we can't hear from God. Isn't it amazing? This man had gotten so far away from God with stubbornness and rebellion that he's blaming everybody else with his problems. And what happens is Jonathan and the people are so faint because they haven't eaten and they got to fight this battle. <laughs> Jonathan and his people do a pretty good job. 
because they, the Bible says they came to a wood and it dripped with honey. Come on, you understand, before Jonathan, before the battle ever happened, God had orchestrated bees, come on, to make honey. Because he saw coming down the road. Remember the other day when I said, he's in your tomorrow while you're in your today? Come on, some, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Uh, that that while, while Jonathan and his people were about to go into the skirmish and battle, God was already making preparation for them in the woods. And it wouldn't just be a little dabble, do ya? The Bible said the woods dropped honey. And Jonathan walked up in there and they saw that honey and Jonathan took the tip of his staff. Come on, you understand what the staff represents, don't you? The word. He tipped the, ooh, he took his, he took his staff, tipped it in, the, and the Bible said he tasted, this is 1 Samuel 14, and the Bible said his, he was enlightened. Oh, when you see that word enlightened, it means his strength came again. Come on, God's already made preparation for some of you and you've been so famished and you've been so uh, uh, frustrated and stretched out that God's already gone to the woods and commanded the bees to make honey for you because He knows when you're going to show up in, in one of the most trying times of your life and it's going to drip. It's going to be more than you expected. And by the way, it's going to do more than you thought it would because it's from heaven above. It's the honey that represents the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, you do understand the staff, the Word of God, can only be understood by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Woo. Now, Psalm 119 says twice, Lord, your words are sweeter than honey. They're like honey on my lips. When you think about the Word, it's so important. When he says in Proverbs, he said, eat honey. Eat honey, son, daughter. Eat honey. What's he talking about? Well, the next verse tells you. He said, because it's going to give you wisdom. It's like it, honey to your taste is like wisdom to your soul. Now, here's a pretty picture. Let me. I didn't finish about Jonathan. Saul found out Jonathan and, and the people because they ate the honey they defeated the Philistines and, and, and but they didn't hear from the Lord so Saul calls all of them together and says I, I want to see where the problem is let's cast lots and the lot fell on Jonathan because ever who the lot fell on the king had already issued an order that they got to die because they disobeyed the order of the king and they ate his own son. Jonathan said to his dad when the lot fell on him. He said, yeah, we found some honey in the woods. Because we're about to faint. And we ate some honey. So I got to die. And the Bible said Saul was going to kill his son. But guess what? The people prevailed. The people stood in the gap for Jonathan. And said if it hadn't been for Jonathan, we'd all be dead. We would have all lost the battle if it had not been for Jonathan. 
Don't you? And the Bible said Saul relented. I'm telling you the power of honey. Eat some honey. Honey, the Bible says in the, in the passage of Scripture where he says, honey to your taste is like wisdom to your soul. Now let's take it a little deeper. So I begin to think about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. I got so many verses, but I don't want to keep you forever. <laughs> because when you look at the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 is one of my favorite places to go because I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic. Paul writing a letter to the church at Corinth. This has all got to do with honey and wisdom. Paul summoned by the will and purpose of God to be an apostle, special messenger of Jesus Christ and our brother Sosthenes to the church assembly of God, which is in Corinth. That's not a denomination, by the way. To those created, consecrated and purified and made holy in Christ Jesus who are selected and called to be saints, God's people. So that's us. That's me and you. We're the saints. He says, together with all those who in any place call upon. Now, we're in any place. We're in Thorsby. <laughs> he said, those who are any place call upon and give honor to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Both theirs, their Lord and ours. Same Lord. Grace, favor, and spiritual blessing be to you in heart peace. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look, I thank my God at all times for you because of the grace, the favor, and the spiritual blessing of God which was bestowed upon you in Christ Jesus. So that in Him, every respect, in every respect, you were enriched. In full power and readiness of speech to speak of your faith. And complete knowledge and illumination to give you full insight into its meaning. In this way, our witnessing concerning Christ the Messiah was so confirmed and established and made sure in you. Here's God's plan. He wants to make that covenant and His Word sure to everyone whose path you cross. Those opportunities and those moments that they see the power of His Word established in you and the power of the conviction that's in your heart that when they come out with these one world Bible, we're not going to swallow that garbage because we've already, we know the truth. We know the truth. We're not going to believe doctrines of devils, doctrines of demons. Seducing spirits. We're, we're not even going to go there because you know what? We've had a taste of the honey. We've had a taste of the honey and our eyes have been enlightened. And, and, and we've come to the knowledge of the truth. Paul says, here he said, I don't want you to lack in any area concerning any gifts. I don't want you to lack. Now he's got the heart of the Father because God doesn't want us to lack either. 
Look at verse 9. God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy. Therefore, every true, ever true to his promise, and he can be dependent upon. By him you were called into companionship and participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Partnership, koinonia. That means to be in partnership. But I urge and entreat you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in perfect harmony and in full agreement with what you say. Now, it's important. This is important. Full of what you say, and that there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, but you be perfectly united in your common understanding and in your opinions and judgments. Now, why is that important? Because the enemy knows. He's the, he's the author of confusion. He's the author of division. He's the author will keep us paralyzed so we're not saying the same thing the Father is. It's important that we say the same thing the Father is. And, and I've understood that a little deeper as I, I've studied this because I, I go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go there for just a moment. Beginning verse number Let's see. Verse 15. Let me find the right translation here. I'm going to go to the King James. Wherefore, also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto you all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you and making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of Him. Here's the honey. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That word enlightened, it, it means fotizo. It, it means to give light, to shine, to illumine. To render evident the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope. Remember Proverbs 24? Your hope will not be cut off. The hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in heavenly places. Now, uh, there's another place I want to go. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 1. I don't want you to miss this. This is so good. Paul is writing to the church. And they're in contention. There are some divisions and schism going on in the church. Because somebody's saying, I'm following Apollos. I'm following Paul. I'm following Peter. And Paul really gets down to the nitty gritty. He said, did, did, did you get baptized in the name of Peter? Did any of you get baptized in the name of Paul? He said, well, I didn't baptize anybody. He said, so the division is that you think you need to follow this one and the other one thinks they need to follow this one and we got all this. The enemy will set that up. Even among those who are born again believers, if we're not 
eating the honey. <laughs> so what? He says in verse 14, I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius. Lest any should say that I baptized in my own name. I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, oh, lead, Walona sung, lead me to the cross. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. That power is dunamis, miracle, supernatural power. The cross, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Because had they known it, the princes of the world would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So he goes on to say, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. Because, see, the, the Jews are looking for a sign. He says it in this chapter. They look for a sign. The Greeks are looking for wisdom. Man's wisdom. They're looking for a philosophical kind of new thing. We're living in that world. That same spirit's loose in the earth. So, he says... I'll bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this world? Didn't God make foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Wow, God is amazing. For the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But the, them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, here's what I wanted to get to. Verse 24. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. My son, my daughter, eat honey. Because it will be... Sweet to your taste, like wisdom to your soul, because wisdom will settle you. Now I want to take you one more place, and, and let's see, it's almost eight, so I'm, I'm mindful of those who have to work, but I want to, I want to tell you, I want to give you this nugget. Why is it important that we eat honey, the word? Eat some honey, like wisdom. Where does the wisdom come from? James 1.17, every perfect gift comes from above from the Father of lights. Verse 5 of chapter 1 in James says, if you lack wisdom, not the world wisdom. This is the kind of wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. If you lack wisdom in a situation or circumstance, ask the Father who gives liberally. He won't upbraid you. I can't tell you how many times. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, He's a genius. I'm telling you, He knows the answer. Me and somebody was talking about dropping screws. I mean, really important screws when you're taking something apart. 
Well, anymore, I'm very careful. I've been eating honey, so guess what? (laughs) My talk is different. I said, okay. I looked down, I said, I'll find you. I don't know where you are, but I know somebody that does, and I will find you. Come on, somebody. (laughs) And I always do. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, now let let me tell you something else that's important for you and me. How many of you have ever gotten in your car? You know, I've, I've heard people say the British are some of the most negative people. And, and it's not, it's just the nature of maybe the country or whatever. There's some really sweet British people. I've met British pe- people from South Africa speak kind of with the British accent. They're very sweet people. But you, you got in your car and the enemy wanted to feed you uh, some anxiety. Or maybe you're driving and all of a sudden this thought. Let me tell you how to, how to you got to dip your staff in the honey. Take a taste. Because here's what I say. Anytime I feel threatened, when, when my grandson was here, they'll be back this weekend. I know I'm going to have to ride again. So I had to charge the motorcycle battery. He said, Big Daddy, can we ride the motorcycle? I said, yeah, I said, we got to charge the battery, and we finally got it going, and, and he said, yes, like that, and we got on the bike and rode like 20 miles. He was, he was a little anxious to begin with, because the last time we rode together, we lived at the end of that long gravel driveway, and I hadn't ridden, it was not a threat, but we got to the end of the road and there's some potholes there since I've, co- I've covered them up with my box blade. And, and I hit one of those potholes and the, and the bike kind of laid over. And I tried to hold it up. It's 850 pounds. And I tried to hold it up. Well, Elijah's a little bit anxious. He said, Big Daddy, he said, we're not going to drop it again, are we? I said, no, son. I said, that was a once in the blue moon. He said, Big Daddy, it's not going to quit unless, is it? He was real anxious. Now, let me tell you, when he was little, when we would crank up the motorcycles, he would tear out running for the kitchen. He was terrified. But when he got old enough to ride, all of a sudden that fear disappeared. So we rode like 20 miles uh, this past Saturday, and he had no fear. I said, you were Big Daddy. I said, don't worry. We're not going to drop it, and it's not going to quit. At one point, it was I was going up a hill in fifth gear, and it went. It was chugging. It, it, it needed to be fourth gear when you're going 40 miles an hour, right? So, so he he was worried. He said, "Big Daddy, is everything okay?" I said, "Yeah, I just need to shift gears." Boom! Took off, and he was good. <laughs> so, here's the deal: what you know, what you know. Is import, and, and what you let the enemy know that you know. Here, here's what I say. He get, and, and I say this not to hold a six-shooter on God or anything. I say it because it works. It's like eating honey. Thank you, Lord, that you know the plans you have for me. Plans to bless me or prosper me. Not to harm me or let calamity come. To give me a hope 
and a future. Thank you, Lord. You know what gets his attention? When you begin to let him know you've been eating honey. And you have the wisdom of God. And you begin to declare the word of God. And you say it till you believe it. You keep the word of God. Your word in my mouth, O oh Lord. Psalm 119 is sweeter than honey. Come on, you understand the wisdom that comes. So, so I don't allow the enemy to, to get me on the same plane of negative talk. Because if I get on the same plane with negative talk, I, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm going to be exhausted, frustrated, exasperated. And it, it don't mean that we don't, we, we don't tell the facts and, and that we're not honest. But we're not going to placate with the enemy. We know what God said. Let me give you one more. I say it quite often in my prayers. I said, thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against my family formed against my, my church, formed against anything that we put our hands to do, will prosper. Thank you, Lord, that every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we're going to condemn. Come on. He didn't say he would. He said we would. He said you will condemn. For this is the heritage. You understand the, he the lineage we're in. When we got born again, we got in the right lineage. We, we got in the right ancestry. Come on. Ancestry.com don't have a candle to what you and I are related to because we're sons and daughters of God. We have his DNA. So I can say, Lord, no weapon formed against me, my family, my ministry, my friends will prosper. But every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we will condemn. For this is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. For my righteousness comes from you, O God. Sometimes I say, when I feel the pressure of darkness and the enemy comes in. The other night I had a dream. It was a crazy dream. It was early in the, it was like 3.30 in the morning. And I, I dreamed this guy had some, I love guns, and he had some guns like for $50. There was three of them, and I said, yeah, and, and a load of wood. <laughs> some guns and a load of wood. I said, I, I said, I don't have any cash. Let me go get the cash. $50 for the whole thing. I said, man, that's amazing. And when I got back, this other guy was with him. But this guy... He really looked like some kind of rogue. He had a gun. And he begins to clean out a place. He said, okay, you sit down right there. I said, not on your life. And I grabbed his arm and began to fight with him. <laughs> I began to fight with him. And I remember <laughs> he was fighting for everything he's worth. And I, he had that gun in his hand. I knew I couldn't let his arm go. So I, all of a sudden, uh, it was like... My, his arm, the, the, his arm flew up and the gun flew out of his hand and my arm flew up and I woke up. <laughs> I woke myself up when my arm moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But I thought about this. I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for showing me no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Come on, thank you, Lord, that I can trust you. You will do what you said you would do. 
thank you, Lord, that if I submit myself to you, Lord, I could resist the devil and he'll flee from me. If you look up the definition of flee, it means he runs because of imminent danger. He runs because he's threatened. Resist the devil. You know how you resist him? Eat some honey. Speak some, yeah, speak some, speak the word. I submit myself to God and guess what? That means you got to flee. I'm going to resist you. You know how I'm going to resist? I'm going to pray. I'm going to praise him even in the middle of my test. The greater the pressure, the greater the praise. It confuses the devil. You know what? Gideon and those 300. I just came to tell some of you real quickly. I know it's 8 o'clock. And I'm a, I'm a, boy, it was so good. Gideon had all these soldiers. I remember walking down to that stream. Wasn't a, didn't look like you'd get a thousand people around it, but there was several hundred soldiers, and God said, that's too many. Kept dwindling them down. Said, here's one last test. He said, the ones that lap it up with their head down, don't pick them. The ones that lap with their hand, pick them. 300. And they were outnumbered. Well, not if you got God on your side. You're never outnumbered. And he said, I want you to put a, a, a lamp in a pitcher and take your shofar. We're going to surround the camp of the enemy. And he sent a spy down. Go down and see. I think the Holy Spirit, he'd been eating honey. He sent him down to listen. And they had a dream. They said, we saw a barley loaf roll down and knock down all the tents. He said, oh, that's the Lord and Gideon. And he run back up the hill and told him, said, it's ours. Let's go ahead and do what God showed us to do. And the Bible said when Gideon told him, he said, when I break the pitcher, blow the shofar. You break yours and blow the shofar. What happened when they began to do that was confuse the enemy and they began to kill one another till there was nobody left standing. Come on. you and they, it, I forget how long it took them to get the spoil together. But, but you understand that, that God, if you will stand on his word, if you believe it, make sure you eat some honey because you can speak the word. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Use it. I'm telling you, the word will work. Stand with me. Honey, honeycomb to the taste is like wisdom to the soul. Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God and the power of God. The Lord Jesus is to us righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. So I want to pray for you. 
I believe God is bringing us into a, a very important season. I believe the woods are about to drop with honey like we never thought. And, and there's going to be a, a strength that's going to be supernatural. It's going to be amazing. I felt that. And, and I want you to look for it. But study the Word and find comfort in knowing it's Him. It's him. You see Him in his word father we thank you for this opportunity tonight you know thank you for the fellowship lord thank you father for the opportunity to get together on this night lord and to share the word father we ask that you'll give us insight and revelation knowledge lord that we'll take this you'll take this word that we've heard tonight, and the Holy Spirit, you will continue to open up revelation knowledge to us and help us to walk in the wisdom of God. Help us walk with confidence and peace. I pray for every person here that you'll give us strength to walk in the, and, and the power of your might that will walk with great hope and expectation knowing that our hope will not be cut off because your plans for us is to prosper us and not harm us to give us a hope and a future and we give you praise in Jesus name and everybody said